Welcome to the February episode of Amiga Ireland. I'm Irla. I'm Rob. And I'm Luke. just after the event and a massive thanks to everybody who showed up flew in from overseas and risked the um you know the covid checks at the airport it was great and for those who attended online any prizes that you're waiting on are um in the post already so um no okay we're joking we're joking um there was no event this year the tickets never went on sale um we had come up with a way to work around the 8 p.m curfew uh, using hotel residency but as we got closer and we were talking to the hotel there was a bit of uncertainty creeping in there again um so we just it was just decided the safest thing is not to go ahead with it but a massive thanks to everybody who helped putting it together and um, this year an awful lot of work went in behind the scenes um, i'm going to give myself a break next year and just attend you know and and help out uh, wherever needed but i'm going to let others take the lead for 2023 so i'm looking forward to seeing you all uh, in january 2023 now highlights for this month amiga os 3.2.1 has been released there's a new firmware for the tf1260 and a brilliant port of a green beret and let's move on to the news Amiga OS 3.2.1 has been released. Uh, the announcement was made on Hyperion Entertainment's website. Quite a few highlights to this release, including fixes to almost every single gadget in Amiga class, uh, changes to the clipboard, new icon edit with support for colourful icons like glow icons, and there's also been changes and improvements to text edit, show config, RAM disk behaviour. And there's a nice little uh, nifty feature that has been either added or uh, fixed where you can drop files on the console that will now activate the console window. So some nice stuff there and more that you can check out on the website. Yeah, and one of the key things was a fix to graphics library that allows Scala to work again because uh, it was working in 3.4 and it broke in 3.2. The Sensible World of Soccer World Cup is returning after, uh, you know, because of the whole COVID thing. Uh, we, it, hasn't been happen- it hasn't been happening for the last couple of years. But um, yeah, so it's at the end of uh, July in Barcelona in Spain. We're going to have a couple of days of uh, basically a, a tournament with representatives from all around the world uh, getting together. And um, so we sort of define a, or to decide a, a world champion of sensible soccer. Apollo team has just released um, Apollo Core updates for their vampire cards um, for Amiga 600, 500 and 1200. This is a version. 2.15 release candidate. There are a lot of bug fixes, um, a lot of uh, uh, things that got improved. So if you've got a, a version two vampire card, it's uh, it's a good thing to update. And a new joystick is on the way called, uh, called Unithor, and this one is coming from Poland. Now, if you go to unijoy.com, that's uni-joy, you can get a, a look. There's a really nice image of it there. And it'll give you a look now. I can see that there is our USB and DB9 connections, so you'll be able to use it on your, you know, on your PC or whatever as well. It looks like. And uh, just looking at one of the features here, they've actually decided not to go with those little rubber suction cups at the bottom because even if you have good suction cups, they're then over time they deteriorate, which um, is a fair point. I mean, how many joysticks do we have with these, you know, suction cups that don't really do anything, and the joystick just kind of sits in a, at an awkward angle? Um, with these things that don't work. So they've gone for an alternative solution and uh, yeah, you can check that out on uni-joy.com. It looks good. 
Yeah, and one of the key features it has is a rumble feature. You know, so a game can trigger the whole joystick to shake, which is uh, a first for an, for the Amiga. Uh, now, there's a, a new firmware available for the Terrible Fire 1260. So this is uh, sort of a your, your a fairly recent new board, and um, it has been it's still under development from Terrible Fire, and it, it fits the A1200. And up until now, the firmware has been working. But um, this new firmware is a, a bit of a rewrite from the ground up and it, um, it allows much faster chip RAM access so you don't get your slowdowns that were an issue with some games that had need, that were, you know, where chip RAM access was critical, fixes issues with mediators and um, improves the uh, IDE speed on the, well, both on the motherboard and on the, the built-in IDE on, on the board, on the Terrible Fireboard itself. So it's a very worthwhile update. It is termed an alpha, so you know there might be problems with it that we haven't yet discovered. But um, you know, either yeah, get get get. It's well worth getting the update. It is it's fantastic, and I've been using it here no problem now for a little while. Well, as a proud new owner of a, ter- a TF twelve sixty, I'll have to take a look at that. <laughs> Thanks to Luke. Personally, yeah, nice. Anytime. Um, Rasport um, has released a new mechanical keyboard. It's called KA59. It looks very sturdy, and uh, it's got the uh, the, the nice uh, Cherry MX switches. So if you'd like to try the uh, the uh, MX, the Cherry, uh, and the mechanical keyboard, go to rasport.pl. AmigaNews.de has uh, an, an article from um, Trevor Dickinson, and it's a, it's a report on the progress of the, the Tabor. Tabor. This is, this is the uh, neck, the air quotes, next gen A1222 machine. So it's an OS 4.1 machine that has been in the works for a few years now, um, and it, the intention is that it's a sort of an entry level machine. So it's relatively affordable compared to the X1000 and the X5000, which are crazy money, really. But um, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, it's 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 looking like a lovely machine. We've seen it demonstrated at a few shows over the last few years, but it just hasn't had the light of day for various reasons, or hasn't seen the light of day. So um, it must have been three years ago now. We had it at Amiga Ireland, and uh, it was um, you know, it was it was playing Tower Fifty Seven fine, other than there was no audio. But um, since then, components have gone out of uh, production, and so it needs to be reworked. And then, of course. Semiconductor shortages and COVID and all sorts of factors act- acting against it, but um, you know, there's a progress update there, there as well as um, updates on software, software into things. It, it's definitely an interesting read. No nightmare has had an Amiga port and it was ported by none other than Hoffman so already you can expect something good but the graphics look absolutely gorgeous on this. It came uh, from the MSX and it was created by Konami who've had some great games. The original game has been fully disassembled uh, to ensure accurate gameplay so wow straight away. Uh, All graphics remastered by Tony Galvez there's a new titles and loading screens, high quality Amiga enhanced sound effects, all the bosses have unique Amiga enhanced soundtracks, um, there's a new high score table uh, with automatic saving to disc, um, built in auto fire, 50hz or 60hz gameplay option and uh, secret power ups if you can find them, 
and it's compatible with all Amigas running a half meg chip and a half meg other RAM. So this is this looks absolutely fantastic. You can support Hoffman on uh, Bandcamp.com by going to Hoffman.Bandcamp.com and you can check out the link to this game in our show notes. Yeah, I've, be, I've been watching a few people uh, streaming this recently and it looks absolutely brilliant. And it, it like gameplay and everything is your, you, you know, what what you expect sort of arcade quality from an arcade quality Japanese game originally, I suppose, you know, and the MSX was very good for those kind of games. Now, uh, Attack of the Petsky Robots uh, was, um, has been, you know, it's, it's been doing the rounds in the 8-bit circuit. Um, so there, there have been ports for various, you know, the C64, the Atari 8-bits. And, um, you know, a few other machines now. And recently we've had a, a release on the Amiga. Now this, you know, it has the, you know, remastered graphics, if you like. And, um, yeah, it's been, been polished up for, for Amiga use. But um, it, it looks to be a great game. I haven't played it myself, but um, it's def- definitely worth giving a go by the looks of things. And here's another port uh, from the, um, this time from the Arcade Machines, Green Beret, great platformer from 1985, and it's been ported to Amiga. The graphics been uh, um, improved, the playability, it supports uh, also uh, additional buttons if you've got in like a CD32 controller. The, the game is based on the Arox um, Scorpion engine. And the playability is really, really high. Uh, so uh, do have a look, and I'm sure you will enjoy it. Um, I remember the version of this game from 64 and then from the Atari. It uh, it was really, really difficult. I'm hoping that uh, the, the Amiga version is a bit... Uh, uh, <laughs> better if it comes to that. Yeah, I had it on the Atari 8-bit and it was it yeah. was rock hard. Rock hard. It was but, uh, difficult very yeah. <laughs> it was very difficult on C64 as well. Yeah. Sometimes even like frustratingly difficult. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, for any of you who know or don't know of the game Choctress, it was originally uh debuted during RetroComp in 2018 and it has been updated by Robert aka Fabrizio. Uh, now, this is a clone of Tetris, which um, is described here as not having special features that distinguish it from the original. But at the same time, don't uh, don't disappoint if you're a fan of, of games of that kind. Uh, now, what's nice about this is the fact that it looks actually really nice. Uh, you should go check it out. It has uh, a module player built in, which can also not only let you play music simultaneously with the sound effects, but play music from audio tracks of the disc if the game is launched from CDTV or CD32. Uh, and there's also bookmark memory used to store the high score list on a CDTV, which is really nice. And um, yeah, they've expanded some game modes. So that's actually really nice to see. I do like a bit of Tetris from time to time. Unitor joystick uh, that we were saying about earlier. Now, it, it's, it's been shown here with uh, being used with the game Jump. Now, if, if anyone hasn't seen this, it's a, this is a great a sort of arcade kind of, uh, you know, bouncing a ball through a tunnel it's a fairly abstract game but it, it looks excellent and it's the first game to actually use the for the force feedback and rumble feature of this joystick so uh, yeah check it out the links in the show notes astral blocks uh, revisited um is now uh available for uh, free uh download it's a digital download uh, it's a beautiful version of Sokoban, and it is available from cd label dot EU. The game is really, really polished with great graphics and great music. 
Now, Rick Dangerous, um, a, a, a very well-known and popular game on the Amiga um, and the Commodore 64, if I remember right, um, was developed by Core Design back in 1989, and it has had an AGA version released. Now, it's released as a beta, but you can download the beta and you can try it out. And you can check out the graphics for yourself. Now, I'm looking at Indie Retro News here, um, where they have a screen, a gorgeous screenshot. Honestly, it, it just makes it look like an entirely new game. And they have some video uh, playback as well from somebody's YouTube channel um, uh, on, on YouTube. So they have some progress made on some of the levels. South America is almost done. Egypt is 70% done and so on and so forth. So uh, really good, really good to see. And uh, I'm looking forward to playing that. Robot Jet Action is a, a new platformer for the C64. And this, uh, again, I haven't, I haven't played it. I don't even think it's actually available yet or what the story is. But um, I've, I've looked at some screenshots of it and it looks absolutely gorgeous. This is a very, very impressive work for a C64. But uh, yeah, check it out. There's a link to the article on Indie Retro News and it looks, yeah, stunning. I think it is available for download, actually. Uh-huh. And the, 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 I think there's even a video and the music and the graphics is absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. uh, if it comes for C64. We've got another port. Um, this time it's a port from um, uh, Spectrum. And uh, it's uh, Target, Re- Target Renegade. And it's a great teaser for Amiga with improved graphics and improved music. Uh, I've seen a lot of versions of that game. I've seen and played, actually, the version for C64 and Amstrad. They are pretty alright, but I still think the Spectrum version is the best one. The the playability is absolutely magnificent. So uh, this looks like, this version actually for Amiga, it looks like it's been uh, based on the Spectrum version. So... uh, I really look forward to it. And that's it, not only for the news and game section, but it's for this episode. We are a little stuck for time this month, so we don't have our discoveries and we don't have our Ask Amiga. I'd like to say a quick hello to Alex, who came over from Rome to visit in Galway. It was really nice to meet you, Alex, and uh, I really appreciate the gift of the gamepad with the DB9 connection, (laughs) because um, (laughs) there are some games that uh, I um, like to play more of, but just... The joystick. Um, I think I'm getting too old for <laughs> using the joystick on some games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is great. I'm going to be uh, b- b- back out of retirement again into gaming. Thanks, thanks to that. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you again soon. And also, one discovery uh, that I would like to mention is that Ami Gemini. The um, basically, it's an internet browser oh, for yes. the the alternate new upcoming web has had quite a few updates as of late and is well worth checking out. And if you haven't downloaded it or checked it out, uh, if you have an emulated Amiga, you'll have no issue running it uh, and connected to the internet. And if you have uh, internet on your Amiga itself, of course, you can um, work that way. There are there are a lot more Gemini websites popping up. And one of them, of course, is the Amiga Ireland Gemini website. So we're we're working on that and we'll be working on that over the next year. And also there will be some new interesting stuff coming to the original um, Commodore group of Ireland who were Coogie, the computer users group of Ireland. Um, 
I think was it. So uh, that's Coogie dot sorry Coogie dot com is their website, and uh, they were the first real um, um, Commodore and Amiga user group of Ireland that predate us, and they are going to be releasing some printed only material that they used to have in text format in the future. So it's well worth bookmarking and possibly keeping an eye on. Um, and I imagine these things will come out on Gemini format as well as probably HTTP, so you can visit it on your, on your browser. But while we're checking out, Carl's brought in a lot of new features. Um, he has added bookmarks, uh, theming, all kinds of stuff, so you can really do great stuff with uh, Ami Gemini, and it is the fastest way to browse uh, the, the the Gemini web at, at the moment, and it's a fantastic experience. You know, I'm, I'm fully converted. Guys, have you tried it? I haven't. I have uh, on and off. I've I've tried it um, not recently, and I know that there's probably at least two builds released since I have actually in- installed it and tried it. But it, it is excellent. Yeah, so fast. That's what that's yeah. what I really like about it's, it. It's, it's, it's unbelievable, you know, because it's it's you know it's the, all the content is there, or well, you know, the, the content that is there is there. It's very um, yeah. It's it's almost instant. Like yeah, it's like it's like searching through. Uh, Amiga Guide documents, essentially. It's kind of the closest thing I can describe to it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And actually, um, you know, there are some great things that you can do. Like there's a, there's a site called Simply Translate for Gemini. And basically, it's a very low frills, fast loading front end that lets you do translations that um, it will forward to Google search and return back to you. So even though you've got a very minimalistic interface, you can do some really powerful stuff with it. Mm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.